Thanks for joining us for our Seifarth Shaw Policy Matters podcast, Government Alphabet Soup. What is an ETS anyway? I'm Scott Hecker, Senior Counsel in Seifarth's DC office, a member of the firm's Labor and Employment Group with a focus on workplace safety, wage hour, and government relations and policy. Before joining Seifarth, I spent about 12 years in various positions at the U.S. Department of Labor's Solicitor's Office and Wage and Hour Division. As many of our listeners may be aware, during his first full day in office, President Biden issued Executive Order 13999, directing OSHA to consider whether a COVID-19 Emergency Temporary Standard, or ETS, is necessary, and if so, to issue one by March 15th. This begs the question, what is an ETS? Under Section 6C of the OSH Act, OSHA can issue emergency temporary standards under certain limited conditions when one, employees are exposed to grave danger from exposure to substances or agents determined to be toxic or physically harmful or from new hazards, and two, the emergency standard is necessary to protect employees from such danger. These standards take effect immediately and are in effect until superseded by a permanent standard. But a permanent standard needs to be issued within six months. If none does, we read the statute to indicate that the temporary standard also expires after the six-month period. So, OSHA can skip notice and comment rulemaking to promulgate an emergency temporary standard, and when published in the Federal Register, the emergency standard serves as a proposed rule for a permanent standard. Again, a permanent standard needs to issue within six months and must follow OSHA's typical rulemaking procedures described in Section 6B of the OSH Act. Some states have already issued their own COVID-19 ETSs, so what would an OSHA ETS mean for those jurisdictions? OSHA regulations at 29 CFR 1953.5B1 direct OSHA to advise states of an ETS immediately upon its publication in the Federal Register and to let them know a federal program change supplement is required. The notification must also include that states have 30 days after the date of promulgation of the federal standard to adopt a state emergency temporary standard. State plan standards and standard enforcement need to be at least as effective as federal OSHAs. California is one of the states that has already promulgated an ETS, and it hasn't been very well received, particularly its burdensome provisions concerning testing and those that bleed into wage and hour rather than safety and health issues. Some of these provisions, as well as the limited consideration CalOSHA gave public input before issuing the ETS, are under attack in court. Even this week, the week of February 8, 2021, California is holding stakeholder meetings and considering possible revisions to its ETS, though it went effective months ago on November 30, 2020. Employers have tended to look more hopefully to Virginia's more flexible standard, originally an ETS but now a final standard, as a potential model for any OSHA regulation. States like these, Michigan and Oregon, that have rolled out their own emergency standards will need to promptly reevaluate those standards to ensure they're at least as effective as any OSHA ETS. Other state planned states will need to issue COVID ETSs at least as effective as OSHA's regulatory requirements. This yields the potential for more patchwork chaos. Or perhaps states will adopt OSHA's ETS, providing greater uniformity and consistency than we've had throughout the pandemic. So what's happening with OSHA's COVID-19 ETS? While we haven't yet heard official confirmation from OSHA that it's deemed a COVID-19 ETS necessary, 
We still expect one to issue by President Biden's March 15th, 2021 deadline. Now is the time for entities to review and revise their COVID-19 plans and to implement appropriate mitigation protocols to get ahead of any OSHA ETS. Looking to OSHA's January 29th guidance, titled Protecting Workers, Guidance on Mitigating and Preventing the Spread of COVID-19 in the Workplace, as well as CDC's recommendations, including its February 10th thoughts on quarantine for those who've received a full COVID vaccine course, should help guide your approach. But please reach out to your friendly neighborhood Seifarth attorney with any questions. Thanks again to everyone for joining us on the Policy Matters podcast. Please check out all our content on the Seifarth website, including other Policy Matters podcast episodes and newsletters. And be sure to keep an ear out for the recording of our February 9th webinar addressing the Biden-Harris administration's early actions on labor and employment and how they can affect employers. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us today on the Seifarth Policy Matters podcast. So you'll never miss an episode. Be sure to visit Seifarth.com where you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or SoundCloud. While you're at it, we'd appreciate you sharing us with your colleagues on LinkedIn or your preferred social media.